you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Reports. The Rams, for the second time in franchise history, are Super Bowl champions after a 23-20 victory over the Bengals in Super Bowl 56. First time they get to hoist the Lombardi Trophy, though, as the Los Angeles Rams here in the city of champions. And that last night inside SoFi Stadium was an event fit for Hollywood. And with that, let's welcome in our friend and colleague here at NFL Media. Bridget Condon is with us. And Bridget um, literally was everywhere uh, through Super Bowl week. If you did not know Los Angeles until, you know, you got here um, and, and you had not fully experienced all that Los Angeles had to offer, Bridget, you know, having be, you know, been one of our newest colleagues and here for just a few months, I felt like you got just about everything in the span of a week. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I was like wondering when I was going to get immersed into the the world. And it was last week. It we were at week. Venice Beach, Warner Brothers, Bengals Hotel, Rams Hotel, SoFi. Mm. Just got it all done in one week. But yeah, what an event. It You're in Brentwood? Was like UCLA to. too, right? I mean, like you were at, yeah. literally everywhere. Um, so, I, which I, I thought was pretty cool. And you did a fantastic job uh, all week long with like the sights, the sounds, like everything that you wanted to experience during Super Bowl week. I felt like you got a chance to do it, which was super cool. Um, and then you get to go to the game, right? Was this your first Super Bowl? This was my first Super Bowl anything. I had never yeah. been in the city that the Super Bowl was in or covered or attended anything. So I'm still on like cloud nine right now because Good. I'm just pinching myself. It was such an incredible experience. Nothing's cool like LA cool and the Super Bowl scene inside SoFi. So I got to, I went inside for the first quarter before I had to head back and, and do some halftime and postgame stuff. And just being in there pregame and just like seeing all that SoFi Stadium like has to offer. But on that stage, Bridget, like that was insane. There's nothing like it. 
That's what I was going to say. It felt like anyone you've ever heard about on TV or anyone that's famous was in there, right? Like every single person, they kept showing the pictures uh, on the Jumbotron of who was there. They kept going and going, right? (laughs) The game, it's like two or three celebrities. I mean, everyone. Kanye was there. Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) I wouldn't know it's an event when Kanye is there with his head uh, covered. Yeah, that was uh, one of the weirdest scenes I think I've ever seen. Um, But then, like, after the game, so look, we're going to get to all the things, all all game things, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, uh, futures of all these guys uh, as well. But, like, there were some real life moments, like, after this game. Like, you saw it. Yeah, yeah, tell us about it. Craziest thing. I was like, Okay, like I, I sat on that tweet for probably five minutes because I was like, if this isn't her, I'm not trying to stir anything up right. in pregnancy, labor. Like, that's a pretty right. serious deal. So deal. I, was, yeah. I was watching and I was like, should I tweet this out? And then I'm, I got some confirmation that it was her. And I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure because it looked like her. It was a pregnant yeah. woman on a stretcher. I knew yeah. she was due. So crazy. I don't know if it was the excitement of 50 Cent surprising everyone at halftime that just sent her into labor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that must have been what it was, uh, clearly. But, you know, it's kind of interesting is we've been talking all week about how Odell Beckham is expecting yeah. his first child at, at, at any moment, right? And he's always been on standby. And then it's his buddy in the in the room, Van Jefferson, <laughs> that has his kid. Uh, wow. Like, what a night, right? A story to tell when oh they my grow gosh, up. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like, the, so the Rams earn a Super Bowl ring, right? They get a Super Bowl ring and they'll physically get it in a, in a few weeks or, or months. But Taylor Rapp then decides to give a ring, right? <laughs> I feel like that was like, we forgot about that because everything yeah. else is going on. I saw that video this morning and I was like, wait, what? what? There's just so much going on. Sensory overload. So I can't even imagine just being a regular guy on the team. It's like, okay, I won a Super Bowl, but... <laughs> I didn't have a baby. I didn't get any. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know what I have to offer. Um, yeah. So that it's uh, that was it was pretty special. Like just like a special day inside SoFi Stadium for so many people. Uh, obviously, more so on the Rams side of things. But man, that was that was unreal. And then of course you had the halftime show, right? Which was like this um, culmination of culture. I feel like, especially since this game is in Inglewood and we got, you know, I felt like we got kind of indoctrinated into all of it all week long, um, you know, by hearing the interviews and, and the Super Bowl halftime show, you know, news conference and understanding what it means, um, you know, to be someone from this area and to create and to be an artist in this area and to come together on the world's biggest stage. So like, all right, Bridget. Let's let's be honest here, because our producer Thomas Warren uh, wrote, literally wrote this line uh, in our preparation uh, for this podcast. Uh, let's get Bridget's thoughts on um, what you know she, as a millennial, thinks of the halftime show that was geared more for like the Generation Y crowd with the Dr. Dre's and Snoop's of the world. I thought it was incredible. I mean, yes, I'm younger, but yeah. everyone knows who Dr. Dre is. Everyone knows who Snoop is, yes. Eminem. You know yes. those songs. Oh, my goodness. I thought it was one of the best halftime performances that we've seen in years past. My boyfriend, actually, his uncle is one of the producers for the halftime show. So, he Oh, my God. Be, really? Yeah. He got to be on the field for it. And his videos are insane. He was right in front where I was sitting, my back or the back of the houses was facing us. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we could see it on the Jumbotron, but the inside of the house, we couldn't see. 
but he was on the side of the inside of the house and taking videos. It looked insane. I just love the setup of the little houses. I agree. Bent dropping down from the ceiling. So cool. It gave me chills when I saw Eminem out there too with his dancers. It just, they all flowed so well together. It was so well, like so perfectly choreographed and like going in and out of the different little houses, the rooms and like, and then all ending up on the top uh, with Dr. Dre uh, holding it down to the very end. It just, uh, man, it, it felt so LA, like it felt so Los Angeles and yeah. I am not a Los Angeles native, but like, it was like, all right, that's what this is. And it felt so. like when we heard there was what, six performers it's you're wondering how are they all in 14 minutes yeah how who's what are they gonna say one word each but they (laughs) found a way to flow it really well like you said it was perfect definite la yeah and um, so the stars showed up at halftime. And for the Rams, though, Bridget, the stars showed up all game long. More specifically, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald. Um, let's start with the Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup connection because you know you were in and around the Rams, you know, all week, and uh, you've been you've been covering you know the the Rams since you really arrived, and you've been you know part of our coverage there uh, here in LA with those guys. And what what do you feel like you've learned about Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup um, in the time that you've got to spend around them and around their teammates? So one of the first Rams practices I went to. Cooper Cup was there waiting for Matthew to finish availability. He was talking to us, the media, and he had an iPad and he was waiting for him because he wanted him to explain something to him. And I think that's such inside their relationship, right? They understand each other on the field, off the field. They have such a, a big chemistry. You know, Stafford and I have spent a ton of time together. Um, I think I was actually adding up in the car on the way here. The, just the extra time outside of the obligatory time was, you know, north of 500 hours this, this season. And yesterday, when the Bengals shut down the Rams' defense, when their their run game, Odell goes out. There's the shotgun snap, four-man rush, right tackle block, low line drive, belt high drop by OBJ, who holds on to his knee as he hits the turf. And I'm not. It was almost a non-contact. He looked like he was cutting, and he was writhing in pain on the field at the 45 on a route which was a shallow cross. Cooper wasn't getting a lot. Eli Apple was holding him pretty much in the first half. He did have that one touchdown. And I think we forget that they have won games, the two of them together. And Matthew Stafford knew, Sean McVay knew, if we're going to win this game, we got to get Cooper going. And that's what we saw there in the fourth quarter. And it's also the success of Matthew Stafford. Everybody counts him out always, right? And we forget, no, he he can, like, I think he's over that hump that he was in in Detroit because of the lack of players he had there. He's made some clutch plays. And yeah, he does Matthew Stafford things that, you know, through through a few interceptions. But at the end of the day, he's able to find Cooper yeah. up and they make magic. And so, look, Odell Beckham was on his way to a monster game, you know, had the first score of the game uh, on a phenomenal catch and throw from Stafford and then had some chunk plays, you know, after that and then goes down with the injury. And I think everyone at that point knew like, okay, like if the Rams are going to figure this out, Cooper Cup's going to have to have the second half of his life here because, you know, he had been he had had, you know, he had a couple of catches in the first half, but he came alive on that final drive. And isn't that what being a star is all about when everyone knows 
you're the guy that's going to get the ball. And still, you figure out how to win your route, win the catch at the catch point, contested catch. And I mean, I I think like even more so on the fact that like the route that Cooper Cup caught on uh, ran on that touchdown to eventually win the game. Stafford from under center, steps back, throws the fade, back shoulder, Cooper Cup's got it! Cooper Cup brings it in! Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown LA! With 125 remaining, the Rams are back on the high side! That would have been an Odell Beckham route, but because OBJ wasn't there, Cooper Cup steps up and wins, and that's why he's the MVP. Yeah, and I think that one play where Cooper threw the pass to Matthew and it was a bad throw, I think that was designed for OBJ yeah. too. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I think oh, your heart just breaks for a guy like Odell yeah. when he goes through something like that. You see him crying on the sidelines, but them winning makes it a little more sweeter, right? And you kind of yeah. forget, okay, we'll figure out what's going on with him. But it's easier to do so when you have a Super Bowl win. Yep, no doubt. Uh, no doubt about it. And look, I, I to go back to your story about the the Stafford Cup connection. You know, I was out at uh, training camp uh, the day we had the back together Saturday thing. Um, you know, which was one of our yeah. uh, one of our big days in uh, early August. And so I was out there at uh, UC Irvine and just walking around. And you know, Cooper Cup's one of the first out on the field. Matthew Stafford is too. And you know, before practice, you know, you've got the centers often working with the quarterbacks, little center quarterback exchange as part of what they do, you know, kind of their pre-practice stuff. But Cooper Cup is standing there in front of, you know, Matthew. So like every time Matthew, you know, uh, has gets a snap, he then fires at the cup. And like, it's, it seems like something so minimal, but they're, they were just around each other. It was like they were each other's shadows throughout the entire practice. Like normally when, you know, let's say the quarterbacks are off kind of doing their own thing as a different part of practice is going on, but Cooper's there too. Yeah. And it just, it seems so simple, but I think you, you know, seeing how this, this game transpired and how that final drive went down, it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, they put the work in. And so that chemistry was next level for a reason. Yeah, and I think right? he's he's a player that's so easy to root for because he's yeah. so humble and he puts in so much work. He's so smart when he talks about the way that Sean McVay designs offenses. This is a guy, again, who had none or one college offer in high school. He had to work really hard in college, and now he's earned it. He's a Super Bowl MVP, and his teammates love him, and it makes it so easy to for Matthew and him to just connect because of that attitude. Sean put us in some good spots, and also uh, Matthew Stafford probably threw the best no-looker of his life. We <laughs> weaved one in there a little bit. I saw the lean. I, I, I was running in there. I saw him lean a little bit. I'm like, oh, he's he's throwing this to me, isn't he? He was looking he was looking up into the uh, third level of the uh, right si- right sideline, but uh, he put one in there, and then you're know, just, just putting the ball in play, allowing his guys to make some plays for him. And by the way, he broke some Jerry Rice records at Eastern Washington, some FCS records, the old one double a in college. And he's now like along with Jerry Rice, they're like the only guys that have won an offensive player of the year award, a Super Bowl MVP and have been a triple crown winner in terms of leading the league in receptions, receiving yards and receiving touchdowns in a season. Now, Jerry didn't do that all in one season. He did what what receivers hope to do in a career. Literally in in one one year. It's nuts. 
It's it's nuts. And yeah. did you hear that? I don't know if you heard the story real quick. In 2018, when they lost the Super Bowl, he said the story last night. He was walking off the field when the Patriots beat the Rams, and he said he had some vision, and he was thinking he's going to be back in a Super Bowl, and he's going to win MVP. And he was like, I can't tell anyone this, but he told his wife, and then it happened last night. I'm like, how cool is that, right? On this level, I need to spend some time and uh, hope for some goodness in my life. Yeah, no kidding. Um, just kind of want to be around Cooper uh, and and his family. Family. They're they're absolutely phenomenal, and I'm happy for him because he's earned it. Uh, and so so have the Rams, literally in every facet. You know, they, we talk about pressure um, that they put on themselves by some of the moves that they made to go out and get big name players like Matthew Stafford, and to give up big time assets to do it. Same with Von Miller and signing OBJ and Jalen Ramsey, obviously a big part of that too. Uh, but it all worked out. How it all worked out, how they dealt with the pressure, how the Bengals regroup after succumbing at the end of this game uh, to the Rams will, uh, we will get into right after this quick break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, back here on NFL Inside Report. Bridget Condon is with us. And Bridget, um, look, talk of Super Bowl week was all right. You know, if the Rams don't win, is the Stafford trade a fail? You know, how are they going to deal with all this? You know, this is, they went all in. Uh, nothing short of a Super Bowl championship is, is you know, the measure of success. 
for Los Angeles and for Les Snead, the general manager and architect of this Rams team. And they rose to the occasion every time. And, and Bridget, I'm just curious from you being around the Rams, like, did you get the sense that, you know, as they said, all of that talk about pressure really was external and not necessarily something internal happening inside their building? I do think so. I think if it was any internal pressure, it was maybe management and front office people. But I think the players really believed in themselves and got along so well, both the Bengals and the Rams. I think think really when you get to this level, a lot of it does actually have to do with chemistry, of course, talent. But I think they were just confident. You know, you get a guy like Odell, you have Vaughn, you have Aaron, some of the things that they needed in that Super Bowl 53, they found those puzzle pieces. And so I think they, they didn't feel the pressure. Yeah. Uh, and then for Joe Burrow, you know, like pressure is like, what? <laughs> no, I mean, like his, 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 yeah, his edge, his confidence, his cool, calm and collected nature uh, in the face of perceived pressure, I think is what makes him so great. What makes uh, him so likable, um, you know, as a quarterback. And he had him going, right? He had the Bengals in position, you know, at, at one point, obviously with the T Higgins touchdown to start the second half. On play action, finding room, going deep, and it's caught by Higgins. He goes in for the score. Jalen Ramsey fell down. And just like that, in 12 seconds, a 75-yard touchdown. Which is something we've never seen in a Super Bowl, a play, a touchdown scored in the first play from scrimmage in either half. Uh, which I think everyone was still in the bathroom when that happened in the stadium. <laughs> I mean, most people are like, whoa, whoa, what? And then the next drive, they come out and they pick off Matthew Stafford, yeah. and you're like, oh my God. Off play action, fired over the middle, picked off at the 31 yard line. Awuzie, Skoranek couldn't handle it. And the Cincinnati Bengals in 22 seconds have a touchdown and a takeaway. The Bengals are going to flip and win this I, thing. I remember I looked to Patrick. He was sitting next to me, Patrick Claybon, and I was like, are the Bengals about to win the Super Bowl? Is yeah. this happening? Yeah. And then it just, you know, it fizzled out. Like, offensively, they ran into a rut where they had, you know, they had the field goal off that interception, the second mm-hmm. interception for Matthew yeah. Stafford. And then they had, you know, four straight punts after yeah. that and just could not find their rhythm, partly Bridget, because they could not deal with Aaron Donald. And he came alive in the second half. Burrow, under pressure, they get him at the 20-yard line. Pete was on, and Donald is right there. He didn't do much in the first half, and I think we were all waiting. Okay, Aaron Donald, you talked about how mad you were after Super Bowl 53, and you want this. We know you want this. This is the last thing on your bucket list, right? You've won multiple Defensive Player of the Years. You've been named to a Pro Bowl. You don't have a Super Bowl. So where where was where was Aaron Donald in the first half? But he came alive in that second half. He had those two sacks, and of course that last play of the game where Joe Burrow is trying to get the ball out. He pressures him, and Joe Burrow throws an inter- uh, incompletion. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like P. Ron might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Of course. I mean, you don't even have to think about it. I think he was the difference. And what a storybook ending for this guy who is loving football. He told me he took three days off after the last Super Bowl, and that is it, and has been in the gym working since. And finally, the, the work pays off. Yeah. And, and, you know, look, Von Miller, big part of it too. He, he yeah. has two sacks in the second half. I mean, they have six second half sacks, which was, yeah. you know, insanity. Um, and look, that's kind of what we thought might happen throughout right. the game. 
Uh, just turns out the Bengals were able to deal with it in the first half. And then the Rams made some adjustments defensively in the second half to get Aaron Donald one-on-one on those, those guards in the interior. And he is, he's no match for anybody one-on-one. You don't think he's actually going to retire now, do you? I don't know. He's young, right? What? This is eighth year. Yeah. It's not the, yeah. But this is, what else is there left to do? I don't know if he wants to be a dad, maybe. It's like, what am I going to stick around and be Tom Brady and just keep winning and winning? Well, he's still at the top. He is at the very top of his game. And so I think that's, you know, there's only been six players to win multiple defensive player of the year awards and a Super Bowl. Yeah. Every other one of those players is a Hall of Famer. He will be a Hall of Famer. Even if he does retire, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, first ballot Hall of Famer in my book. Um, you know, as soon as he's eligible, even you know, knowing that he's got he's got more years left to give in this league, I'm hoping there's maybe a, a contract extension that might help fuel his desire to get back into the game here a little bit because this game needs him. He, this game needs a dominant player like that that we're all just in awe, of, right? I mean, like that's what makes th- this game so great. He seems like he's in too good a shape to walk away, too. Oh, that too, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think he's done working out and. and- continuing to build himself so i think we'll see him back next year same with sean mcveigh like we had oh, all those kind of so weird, weird yeah like i didn't even know that was a question that he would think about leaving and doing Brock. what yeah well first of all he's the youngest head coach to ever win a super bowl and i think it's also kind of a cool um it's just kind of a cool piece because we we saw it kind of happen uh on our game day final set on nfl network last night we had the youngest coach to ever win a super bowl stop by and talk about his future which he basically said no i'm not retiring there were reports out there that Sean McVay, if he wins Super Bowl 56, could walk away at age 36 from coaching. No, Is that happening? No, no. I'm, I'm so happy for this team right now. I'm so happy to be associated with it. We're going to enjoy tonight. Yeah, well, you should. By the way, amazing thing. I'm not going to remember any of it. That's good. That's the way to go. Go celebrate. But I do want to like sit back and enjoy the you know yeah. the things you know enjoy life enjoy you know build a family and all that. So McVay, the youngest to win a Super Bowl, his left tackle is the oldest player of also you know a forty year old left tackle, which we haven't seen before in the league, and is the oldest player uh, to win his first Super Bowl. Um, and so I'm like, the, you can't if you're if you're Sean McVay, you can't retire before Andrew Whitworth, right? Like being younger than Andrew Whitworth, right? I mean, like so, Absolutely I don't think not. that's going to happen. I was just saying, it's an interesting thing to like. To think about though that it takes so much of these these coaches and yeah. these players each year, and you have to sacrifice so much to be in this kind of position, that some of that does creep into your head. Like, all right, I need to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm there for my family too, you know. And when you've done what you want to achieve, right? When a Super a Bowl, it makes it easier to be like, maybe I do want to walk away. I thought it was funny last night with Andrew Whitworth and Sean McVay and Whitworth talking about how much he's taught Sean McVay. And it's so yeah, funny to hear that what? player teaching a yeah. coach, but it's true. He's four years older than him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, for the Bengals, now we're looking at this like, okay, they're going to be back because they're a young team. Absolutely. Right. And and let's hope the knee injury for Burrow is again something or you know, whatever was ailing him, you know, late in that game where he was like, Yeah, I wasn't coming out and clearly he wasn't, but let's hope that that's that's nothing that's gonna uh impair his, you know, his offseason this year. I, how do you look at this Bengals team in terms of what they accomplished this year, Bridget, and you know, what they can do to get back to it? <laughs> 
They have so much talent on this team that is so young. Joe Burrow, this really was his first season. Of course, it was his second, but he got yep. injured in that first season. Jamar Chase, this was his first season. He he set records in his first season. The two of them are only going to continue to build. And Zach Taylor, this is only his third season as a coach. I think we're going to be talking about the Bengals for years to come. And it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and and Joe Burrow in the AFC title game for years yeah. to come. Or, uh, yeah, it, it, I just think this is the beginning of something. And while... You know, when you cover these players, you want them all to win, right? When you get to know them and you tell their story and it's like, you feel so bad for a guy like Joe Burrow. Yeah. But if anyone's time it was last night, it was the Andrew Whitworths, the Aaron Donalds, who might potentially yeah. never get back to another Super Bowl because he'll probably retire. Joe Burrow, he'll be back in a Super Bowl. He said it this yeah. week, no matter what, whether it's Sunday or later, he's going to win a Super Bowl. And I thought it was kind of cool that Burrow mentioned post game, you know, that he watched the uh, the Kurt Warner football life yeah. in the week leading up to the Super Bowl, and he was like, "Yeah, I kind of noticed what Kurt was saying is how they kind of almost, you know, punish themselves too much for losing yeah. uh, a Super Bowl in, instead of, you know, understanding that it took a lot to get to that point yeah. and to celebrate some of what it took to get to that point." I watched the football life of of Kurt Warner, you know, last week when we had a little. Uh, little break and you know I kind of thought about this in the locker room and they they lost one and you know later in, in within the documentary they said or he said that you know they, they let it sting too much they, that they didn't celebrate what they accomplished so you know we're gonna obviously it stings but you know we had a great year didn't come out this last game the way we wanted to but I think you know, we still have something to celebrate. I think that's what we need to keep in perspective here with the Bengals is nobody expected them to be, and they can talk all they want about, you know, they expected it of themselves and that's fine, but nobody expects a worst to first, you know, in, you know, like last place in the division to Super Bowl champion. It's just, right. you know, we, we don't, it's just not something that you're like, Oh yeah, clearly this is, that's what this team is going to do this year. So I think that they're going to figure out a way to be even better next year. They're going to fill some holes, you know, particularly along the offensive line. And I fully expect, yeah, Burrow, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes, you know, to become essentially the faces of the AFC if they aren't already, right? Um, and it's going to be, I mean, that is going to be fun to watch those three guys you know, try to get back to this point here for the next 10, 15 years, right? Yeah, like Joe Burrow was sacked, what, 19 times in the postseason? Can you imagine if he had an often... Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If he had just half of that and they're in a better spot, right? right. Um, and they still manage, but he got sacked, was it 12 times in Tennessee? And yeah. nine times or something? Nine times, and yeah. Still was able to, to win, went into Arrowhead Stadium and, yeah. and won. I think they're going to be okay. And it is, like you said, they should be celebrating. It hurts, of course, to not get that ring, but they did something that this Bengals organization hasn't done in decades. Yeah. And Bridget, you should be celebrating too because your first season at NFL Network uh, essentially has come to a close here. Uh, and I, you know, I think um, here's the thing that I, that I just I want to mention um, is that you know opportunities are one thing, but taking advantage of opportunities are another thing. And uh, it, you know, like the Bengals and Rams, you took advantage of some opportunities uh, this year and this week in particular, and so you should feel really good about it. And I just want to get your thoughts, though, on what this season has kind of been like for you. And it was the biggest season ever, uh, literally. And you got to be a part of it. How cool was it? 
It was so awesome. I remember last year sitting in my apartment in Raleigh, North Carolina, watching NFL Network's coverage of Super Bowl week, thinking to myself, no way. they're having so much fun. This is like so cool. How do I get to be one of these people? I hadn't even applied for the job or like had yeah. any interviews. And to be here a year later and not only be going to the game, but a part of the coverage, it's just the entire week. I'm so tired because I've been having call time <laughs> at 2 a.m., but yeah. I'm so excited because of the opportunity and getting to getting to go to NFL honors, even on Thursday, right. be on the carpet. Cool so many incredible people that you've watched on TV for years. Yeah. It's, it's like a pinch me moment. I'm waiting for someone to be like, this is a dream. <laughs> You're dead. This isn't your real life. Yeah. But I'm still so I got here in October, so I didn't even have a full season. I didn't get to do training camp, which I know NFL right. network. Amps up. Part of it. Yep. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to finally get my footing for a whole season and see what ca- I can do with that. Because yeah. like you said, the small little opportunities I did get, I was so excited for, but I think being in more of a routine next season is going to be even better. Yeah. And um, uh, let me be the first to tell you, there's no off season. Uh, the Super Bowl <laughs> may be over, but uh, the combine is starting in less than two weeks. Free agency begins a month from today and the draft will be here before we know it. So uh, see you guys, you know, in July uh, for about 10 days before training camp starts. That's that's the, really the only off season here. Uh, so, Bridget, thanks for being with us here on NFL Inside Report. I, I hate that it took essentially all season. <laughs> and our last episode of the 2022, 2021-2022 uh, season to get you on. But uh, we've enjoyed watching you and uh, hope we uh, have you on a bunch more here as we, uh, as we move into 2022. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to talk with you guys. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. And that's going to do it for our final episode of NFL Inside Report following an NFL game this season. Uh, we thank you so much for being with us here on this uh, this journey here on NFL Inside Report. But as we were talking about with Bridget there in our last segment, the 
season, if you will, is not even close to over because we're getting into the draft and we're getting into the combine and we're going to be coming to you live from the combine in Indianapolis here on NFL Inside Report shortly. Uh, So look forward for those episodes and we'll be back uh, next week as well looking at free agency and the draft and all the storylines that you're going to want and need uh, here over the course of the next few weeks. So thanks for being with us on this journey here. Uh, Reminder to download rate review our show on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. And we've got some fun things in store for you here over the next few weeks. And we thank, of course, our intrepid producer, Tandem of Thomas Warren and Tim Porochka uh, for getting it done for us all season long. They are Super Bowl champions uh, in my book. And uh, of course, appreciate all of you for being with us along the ride as well. I'm your host, Rhett Lewis, and we'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.